Welcome to the Spotlight Series Podcast. I'm your host, Slick Sean. Man, I got the dopest gig in the world. I get to have conversations with entertainers and entrepreneurs and listen to their inspiring stories. You can stream the podcast at SpotlightSeries.net, watch on Roku TV, Facebook Watch, IGTV, and listen on all podcast platforms. In a world full of darkness, the spotlight is on you. What's good, world? It's the homie Slick Sean, host of Spotlight Series Podcast. Hey, yo, this brother right here, he needs no introduction. This dude right here is a filmmaker. He's responsible for films by the name of Veils of Color, The Last Disciples, Buffalo Soldiers, Candy, and now the new film he's working on, about to be coming out, God of Dreams, Responsible for the Isabel Academy of Film and Creative Arts. Welcome, Duran Isabel, to the spotlight. What's up, fam? What's going on, man? Man, just living the dream, man. I see you are too, for sure. Yeah, I've been doing films and stuff since I was like really, really little. Yeah, where you from? I'm from Huntsville. I'm from here, North Side. <laughs> Sir, North Side, HSV, baby. <laughs> yeah, all day. I can't seem to. Um... People always ask me, like, why are you going to move? Why are you, why are you going to uh, do this or whatever? Like, um, move into a different city or market or whatever? Okay. Uh, but I love see. So I just, like, live out of here and then just make whoever wants to do films and stuff pay for travel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for sure, man. <laughs> what got you into filming? I, I think it was just something I was kind of, like, born with. Because, like, my earliest memories was, like, maybe three, four years old, like, um, recording with my dad's, like, camera. So I think it's just kind of more so like a God-given gift. It wasn't nothing, like, I picked up or thought, like, I could make money off of or, you know, just get into it for hype purposes. It was just, like, something I always did. So it's even, like, we found over the pandemic coronavirus uh, lockdown or whatever, we was watching old tapes because my dad was, like, into, like, I don't think he was more in the film. He just wanted like whatever would have had us on the street. So he was like the person that had like the the, the, the camera, the little recording. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a video that he had said he was recording and I was trying to get the camera and he was he was like fussing at me, telling me not to. Uh, and I was like really little, probably like maybe two, maybe one yeah. and a half, two. So I think it's just like something like kind of like a guy giving gift thing or whatever. Yeah. So you basically saying you started when you was around one or two? Probably like two, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you came out the womb with a camera, bro. <laughs> yeah, probably like two, probably, probably like two, uh, two years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your first camera? The, like your first camera that you filmed with? Well, I never had my own camera until I was like old enough to buy one. I would always just use my dad's because he had them like stash. When we like take family trips and stuff like that, he would record and film and stuff like that. So I would just kind of like sneak and take it and oh, I was like borrow. And um, do like like little stuff, like little film, like little weird stuff in my room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all good, man. So you you got a, a like four or five films under your belt. What was your mindset? I had like the idea for it, like just the title. It's really really strange because the title and and stuff it came to me like two years ago, but nothing was attached to it. It was just a title, and I was like what does that mean? Like, what does this mean? And so for the longest, I didn't even know like what the film was going to be about. I just had the title. And then um, I started like looking up different stuff about dreams and stuff like that. And then I was like, I don't really want this to be like 
because I'm like a really spiritual person, you know. So most of the stuff I do is either spiritual or has like some type of like spiritual like root up under it or has some type of like meaning behind it. So like I don't want this just to be like some random movie about like the worldly idea of dreams. I wanted to actually have like a spiritual meaning behind it. So I was praying about it and just kind of meditating on it. And this is like no joke. Out of the blue, like, well, the first thing I started praying and meditating about it, and then, like, God had clearly spoke to me and said, well, you know some stuff in the Bible about dreams. <laughs> so I went and I started reading, like, look, looking up, researching different stuff in the Bible about dreams or whatever. And so, because, you know, you think, like, get ideas about stuff. You like, Bible is not, like, the first source of inspiration for, for most, you know, for most yeah. of the time. So I go and I start reading, and I'm like, uh, I started reading the book of Daniel and I was reading like how he had dreams and he like had a dream journal and he was writing his dreams down and everything. And that kind of blew me away because like my middle name is Daniel and I had dreams. So that kind of like sparked something. And I was like, this is kind of cool. So I started, you know, like reading more and just like praying and meditating. Still didn't have like any idea about the movie characters or something like that. And then like one day out of the blue, it's like the characters and everything just kind of started coming. And so, yeah. like, I started, like, typing or whatever, and it didn't stop. <laughs> it, would just, it just kept coming. It just kept coming. Like, I got so excited. Like, I probably was more excited about that than anything before because I felt like I was tapping into something, you know, bigger than me. So, like, the characters and the story stuff coming for two, three, four days straight, all the way, like, I had the whole film written script-wise, like, in less than a week. And that's top to bottom. That's no drafts. Mm. everything so when i finished it at the time candy was getting a uh, distribution through urban flicks so i knew something told me like when i get that script it's like you gonna be this gonna be a test so it's no lie as soon as after i finished writing the script I get an email from the guy from Urban Fleet. Well, he's the CEO of Urban Fleet. He was like, we want to set up a call for you. And I was like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to my homeboy Joey about it. I was like, Joe, I think uh, they're going to try to ask me to do a whole bunch of stuff for this Candy movie or whatever, like different sequels and stuff. Like, Because Candy, like, boom, like they released it and it just went like crazy on social media and became like yeah. their number one I saw that. movie and all this stuff or whatever. <clears throat> and so... When I finished this, like, I knew God that gave me, like, the idea to do this movie. And I knew this was, like, a test to see, like, okay, what you finna do is you finna, like, money grub and be, like, you know what I'm saying, for yourself, or you really gonna try to make this vision happen, because, you know. And so, here gonna fall call, and they, you know, we love Candy, and we think about Candy 2, or Candy 3, or Candy the Series, and all this stuff, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> um... I'm not, I say I'm not uh, completely opposed to it, but I just wrote this film and I, I need to make this film or whatever. And it was like, oh, you know, just send it over. Like, we'll take a look at it. We really want to um, start a working relationship with you, blah, 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 blah. So I copyrighted it. <laughs> and then I sent it to, um, to them or whatever. A week passed, two weeks passed, three weeks passed. I didn't hear anything. So... I told Joe, I was like, I'm going to hit them up because they got the, my script and I know how the industry works. Like, people are steal your shit. So I was like, you know, what's up? Y'all going to make it or y'all not going to make it? Like, what's going on or whatever? Um, why don't you think about selling us the rights to the movie first and then we'll think about doing some future work or whatever. 
Thanks for wow. no thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted so, the rights to your movie, Candy. Oh my God. Like, oh, wow. so, so and then I, that really kind of hurt because it's like that's what they are. They wanted that from the jump. It's just they were kind of like entertaining this whole idea about producing, helping produce this new one to try to hook me in, you know, to, to get me to do it or whatever. So then I told Joe, I was like, well, Joe, I'm gonna make it anyway. Um, I got I have to. Like, they got the script. Who knows who's reading it, who's doing whatever, like. Now I got to make it really because, you know, it's kind of out there, whatever, in the industry. It's not like you just give it to somebody local or give it, you know what I'm saying, to mm -hmm. like somebody you know is like people in the industry get, I don't know these people. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we got to make it now. <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to help you. So we kind of set out to do the impossible. This movie, I wrote it with the mind of having a budget behind it. And I didn't think I was going to be forced to make it on my own. So it really was a test of faith to even start the process because it was way bigger and way more kind of involved and daunting than anything I had did before, really. Because um, usually I write things in a way that I could shoot it myself because I really don't depend on other people to do something. I try to make it so I can at least try to do it myself or whatever. Yeah. I know I can depend on myself. <laughs> Exactly. So, if you can't depend on nobody. You can depend yeah, on yourself, depend on yourself right? Yourself, you can put yourself. <laughs> so this was like way out of, I was like, oh my God. But, you know, I was like, you know, I just got to have the faith. He gave me the vision to do this. You know, I, I feel like I passed the test. <laughs> so he going <laughs> to give me the provision to make it happen. And sure enough, like we, one day it was just like, I felt guys say, had a casting call and I did it. And we got like submissions from like all over the country and like these are like real actors not just like you know people who want to be in the film i mean we got those too ain't nothing wrong with that you know like yeah. i like working with non-actors but for the level that this movie was at, it i knew it needed a certain amount of um involvement and dedication from the actors as far as emotion and just like different stuff or whatever and we got blessed with an amazing cast it was yeah, it was it was beyond it, it ended up being beyond what I what I ever could imagine as far as like the story and the acting and people really bringing it to life. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah, this is God of Dreams, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. man that 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 title itself, man. Hey, that title is super dope. I remember when you was doing the casting calls. I was like, man, I'm in Atlanta. I can't even make it. I sure wanted to to come out to one of your casting calls. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, well, actually what, what, what happened with it was a lot of it was we had to do virtual because of COVID. So it was kind of like the perfect storm. I'm thinking like it would be harder with COVID, but it actually ended up being easier because even talent wise, we get a lot of people that probably normally would be harder to get because people were like looking for work. Like at the time we shot, production hadn't picked back up yet. So it was yeah. like still super locked down as far as uh, quarantine and stuff like that. So we were able to secure like a lot of really dope talented people because you know the studios and industry hadn't really opened up yet. So yeah, now it's kind of like back on the you know it's picking back up. But at that time, it was like people were still like you know kind of locked down or whatever. Yeah. So how do people check out all your films that you that you've done? How do they how do they uh, purchase them or check them out? Um. Well, Last Disciples is on YouTube. Um. Bells of Color, I haven't released it. That was my first film. And Candy's on Urban Flicks. You can still watch that on Urban Flicks. Um, and Buffalo Soldiers, 
we haven't got we haven't distributed that that yet, distributed that yet is either. But um, you actually can watch Buffalo Soldiers if you subscribe to the academy. We got like a streaming service. The academy is like a fundraiser to raise money for the kids mm-hmm. to have like different stuff here at the school. So if you Google like Academy Plus subscription or Isabel Academy Plus subscription, it sh- you should see the link to to subscribe to it. You can watch Buffalo Soldiers on there. As well as some stuff that the kids is making because they make dope stuff too. I bet man, I bet I bet they getting some good content out there for you for sure. They well, learning from the best, you know well, what I'm I saying? Appreciate, I appreciate that, but they're really <laughs> talented, like in their own right. So really, I'm just kind of like giving them guidance and, and pointers and tips on like how to do it because they remind me a lot of myself when I was like in high school and middle school, like just yeah. raw talent, natural God given talent and. You know, you just really just trying to figure it out because, I mean, we in Huntsville, so it's not like, you know, you can just go down the street and be exposed to, like, the industry. So, but, yeah, they're super talented, and I'm really proud of them. Like, they, they do a good job. Yeah, that's that's dope. So let's talk more about the the Isabel Academy of Film and Creative Arts. What what was the motive behind starting that school? Um, I had, Well, we always did community stuff, me and my brothers and, you know, friends and stuff like that we were always doing stuff in the community but every time we did something it was almost like we had to start from scratch because you know not again not having the back and not having people like in your corner immediately you got to have to try to figure out ways of making stuff work kind of getting out of the mood so I was like we got to find out a way to have like some type of home base <laughs> we do <doing> this <laughs> community stuff we get like you know work out of because every time it was just like starting all over and so and then in conjunction with that i always wanted to go back to because i went to johnson and we had like the uh production class called jtv and that's kind of like really what my safe haven when i was in high school is like i could go there be creative and kind of like really find my voice as a creator like what i wanted to say like what i was interested in what i wanted to do i know how important that was for me uh and also the resources as far as like you know friends or people in school who have like the same mind as you how important that is as a creator to, to be around people that you can work with, bounce off of, bounce stuff off of. So I I hit up actually Miss Watkins and I was asking her, you know, is do they still have it at Johnson? And she was like, Well, no, I don't think so. I think they're trying to, you know, kind of get some stuff going. But it's always the wrong time. Um uh, mm-hmm. school system at the time was going through crazy stuff. Like this is when Wardinsky was here, the superintendent, and he just pretty much flipped everything inside out, upside down, moving teachers to other schools and taking a lot of programs out of schools. I mean, it was just crazy. And so it's like, each time I tried to do it, something was going on with school system. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> right. well, maybe, maybe it's not meant for me to do it in the school system. Maybe this is something I should be doing outside of that, just on my own or whatever. And then I started thinking about it. It's probably better because as a creative person and a spiritual person, I don't want anybody telling me what I can and can't do. Like that's right. That's like the last thing I want to hear is you tell me something. If you tell me I can't do something, chances are I'm going to do it. <laughs> Definitely would have so, been some limitations. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I like that. Especially when you're in the right. Now, limitations, if you're in the wrong, is good. Like I said, there's <laughs> right. nothing wrong with that. But if you're in the right and you people give you limitations, it's like yeah. it's almost few for me like to, to do it. So I was like, it's probably better that, you know, we're not, you know, under any supervision or, you know, not to say we want in the, won't in the future, but at least starting off to, so people can see like, this is, you know, this is what, this is what it is, you know, and not have to compromise like your belief or, 
creativity because somebody is nervous or scared or fearful about what's going to happen or whatever, yeah, which is the wrong attitude true. to have in film. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so what about the, the documentary that you did? I had a chance to to sit down with you and and, uh, and chop it up with you for the documentary. Now, when is that coming out or what's your plans for that? Oh, with the Huntsville um, mm -hmm. music. I yeah. really, I just saw how things were changing in the city and I just wanted to document as much of the city before whatever, like they're talking about this growing and all this stuff in five to 10 years, you're going to be able to recognize it and people moving in. And I'm pretty sure the Huntsville we know now is not going to be the Huntsville five to 10 years from now. It's going to be like completely different. So I want to make sure we captured like the culture before whatever happened, you know, somebody doing music or whatever blow up in 10 years and they think they invented culture. Man, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like been going on. Like even before I came on the scene, like people like 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years before I even was born, people were building, trying to build a culture and build, a, you know, the city up. So I just felt it was important to have those stories and have um, those narratives um, I don't know when exactly. It's, it's still a few people I, I need to get filmed, actually, that they really are essential to the story. So um, I just tried to take advantage of doing quarantine. Like, everybody was at the house. <laughs> <laughs> right. so I was like, even people who were out of town or different places that came back home. So I was like, this is the perfect <laughs> time, you know, to try to start collecting, like, all these stories of different people who had a hand in pushing the culture in the city forward, you know, cause it's like everybody just builds off with, you know, the last person did type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, I just thought it was important to try to start capturing that. I don't know when exactly I'll be done with it. Like I said, it's something I'm not really in a rush to really get out. I just want to make sure we get them, get those stories and that it's told right, you know, and the right people get the right accolades for the, the work and stuff they put in to really build a scene up here. And, um, yeah. You know, well, definitely appreciate you for for doing that, man, and 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 telling that story. Cause you're right, man. You know, five, ten years from now, somebody may blow up and think they put, you know, they put Huntsville mm -hmm. like what nobody doing them before they exactly. was exactly like it was just like a wasteland. Like, <laughs> right. That's the thing about like music and art is like it's very ego driven. So people are really quick to like take credit or want credit. And I think that's one reason why, you know, people do want to get on or put the city on quote unquote, so they can like take all the credit. But for me, like, I don't really see it as being about that. I'm more so about like, what are you saying? Like if you get a platform or you get an opportunity on a national stage or these days, international stage, because of social media and whatever, like every, like anybody anywhere can see you. It's like, what, are, what kind of messages are you putting out there? Like, what are you saying is, is, what are you getting behind message wise with, you know, what are you endorsing yeah. as a personality, as an actor, as an artist, as a filmmaker, like, what do you feel like is important to say? And I mean, I'm not here to judge whatever it is you, if you got, you want to say, you want to say, you want to <laughs> say, but I just feel like for me, you know, I kind of like want to do like the underground work, you know, and kind of yeah. like, do like you know I, I what i hope is the is 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 the good mission you know as far as like putting certain positive messages out there and spiritual messages out there so yeah for sure well you're definitely doing that man uh keep keep doing what you're doing man it's very inspiring what you're doing for sure 
So when can we catch uh, God of Dreams, man? When does this come out? You got a release date for it? Um, not yet. I, I want to make sure it's it's it's, it's I, this is like my baby. So I'm really like super super predictive of it. I just want to make sure everything is done right as soon as possible. My hope was that I would it would be out by the end of the summer. But um, I just got like a really dope composer on board. It's like he's super dope from St. Louis. Uh, this guy named Dave. Um, it's just gonna be like really, really different from anything we've done before, you know. And I really um, just want to make sure like it's right. The music behind it is gonna be like different and like very like next level. Yeah. So I'm just like excited about like the whole kind of wave that you know it's gonna take as far as just like. You know, trying to just put like some positive energy out there because it's crazy yeah. out here. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> man. There's so much going on in Atlanta right now, man. man. All kind of stuff going on. <laughs> it's like I mean, it's, it's a crazy time. It's an interesting time, but it's a crazy time. Yeah, you know? it is. Uh, both. It's, it's a it's a conundrum. You know what we got going yeah. on in, in these for sure. Time. For sure. So uh, what's the best part of filmmaking to you, man? Like, what do you get the most out of filmmaking? Um, I think the process of it is, like, what I really like about it. In addition to, like, we already talked about, like, you know, doing stuff with meaning and purpose. But I think the process, it's, I think it's two things. The process of creating, like, almost like you create like a whole world. Well, for me, like I, this is like the type of films I like to do. I can't speak yeah. to everybody. I don't know what everybody like to do. But for me, as a filmmaker, it's like creating these worlds and these characters. And it's like, almost like an escape, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like an escape from reality. Almost kind of like the escape that you have when you watch a film, like you kind of like get absorbed in this world. It's like, yeah. it's like they're creating it, you know? It's like that times 10 because like you're seeing how things really are, like the reality of stuff, you know, whether it be yeah. like a house that you rented or like an, a bando, or just like what, like you see what it is in real life, but then just to take it and add in like these characters and, and set decorate, like my brother, like David, super dope with like creating like real places that the, the characters are living in, like water, in, like almost drunken up water bottles, like like a third of the way full and like oh <laughs> uh, just like the little stuff like that you you, you kind of create in a world that the, that the people that the characters are living in and you breathe in life into it you know just doing that um the, the act of creation really it's like really i mean at the core of it is like really what it is like you you really creating like worlds and for those worlds to actually mean something or like have purpose for me it's like you know, it's the best. So it's 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 the it's the process of a creation, and then also the effect that the creation has on somebody watching. So like, this is like yesterday. I was just happened to be on YouTube, and I was like, let me go see. You know, I hadn't, I try not to read comments. I try not to get too <laughs> into the into the good or bad because I don't. Yeah. Want to, I just try to like stay focused on the work. Yeah. But I went on there and I was just reading like the comments of like the effect that it had on people, like spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And it's just like, you really changing people's lives and perspectives off of your, like something, you know, it's just probably the same thing as musicians, you know, like as far as like you do a song and somebody say, well, this 
song kept me from committing suicide or this song got me through somebody's death or this song gave me the, you know, motivation to go out there and do, you know, something I always yeah. wanted to do is just like the immediate impact you have on uh, somebody you don't even know is like really, really powerful. And for it to be a positive impact and not a negative impact, you know, because it could go either way. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> just like you can inspire somebody to do something positive, you can inspire somebody to go ahead and do something Man, too, for sure. Like, the responsibility and people and, and artists kill me when they try to say like, well, I, it's not my responsibility to be a role model. It's not my, it's like, we want all the, the positive <laughs> things that come with, you know, doing it, but nobody wants right. to take the responsibility, you exactly. know, so I think that's funny. Like the but, accountability, you know, exactly. What I'm <laughs> like, you, you can't, it's, you can't separate yourself. Like you can't separate yourself from your work. Like it's impossible. People try to, and they like, yeah. well, this is just something I created. I have no responsibility, but it's a part of you. Like, Unless you're yeah. a robot, <laughs> right? Because of you, oh, it's funny because I feel like, like if you are, if you are actor, you're not held under that same light as a, a musician or artist. Like if Denzel go and shoot up like forty something people in a film, and then you talk about shooting all kind of people on the song, it just seemed like they don't correlate it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know it's, I saying? think it's because it's with theater, like. I think I think it's two things. I think one with theater and film, like people expect you to become something, somebody else or something else. So it's yeah. kind of like an expectation there that this person mm -hmm. is becoming something, even though they might just be themselves. Like yeah. it's plenty of movies. I see actors and then you see them in real life, you're like, they ain't acting. Like this is really real. But <laughs> right. it's just the expectation you have for somebody to become something else, I think. Whereas yeah. with music, especially in hip hop and R and B, it's the exact opposite. Like the expectation is that you're talking about something real and something that's really going on and something that you you've done or seen. You don't look at it from that, you know, from that film perspective. Whether that's fair, I mean, yeah, I agree. No, I, like that's that's I because I feel like yeah. to a degree, music is kind of fantasy too. You know, it's yeah. kind of like an illusion too. But the line is very much more blurred there than it is mm -hmm. in the cinema world. It is. Um, as far as you know what's real and what's not real but i agree with you i think i think but i also think we have responsibility too to um as far as actors when chadwick boseman when you know black panther when he passed mm -hmm. the stories that came out about him like not taking certain roles or not buying into certain stereotypes yeah, like man. i didn't even know that about him like i, I just thought he was a cool actor but you start really seeing his character like come out from people talking about Matthew Pierce, and I was like, wow, like that's really commendable. So what while it's different in as an actor shooting him up, kill him or whatever, you still have the option to play those certain roles and, and put out that certain type of energy or not. So yeah. it still comes down to choice, whether you know, either way, either medium you go to, whether you're gonna do certain parts, especially if you're talented. Like if you've yeah. got a guy given talent. And you very persuasive with, you know, yeah. They get out and start shooting people. You want to go get you a good, and, and go to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because you're just that talented and you that have that much influence, you know, it is something to say about that. You know, I feel like you still kind of have like a choice to make, you know. And like I said, you can play either way. You can say, "Oh, this is a job. It's a chick. I don't got responsibility. I'm not a role model." Or you can kind of like like Chad did, like pick up the torch and be like, "Yeah, I'm talented." And I know I'm good, but I'm only going to lend my talents to certain things I feel like are going to uplift uh, my people or, you know, the human race in general 
um, and not be a detriment to, you know, people, yeah. you know. So it's, it's, it's all about how you look at it and, and what you kind of like, where you kind of see yourself in it, you know. Yeah. I can't really feel it either way. Yeah, it was real when when he when he said that, man. You know, when I was like, "What?" You know, like I had so much more respect for him. You know? Oh yeah, oh, not yeah. that I didn't already, but you know, right, just right, that right. much it just more. Makes you look exactly. Yeah. It just makes you look at you know the person, the person, and the work in a different light. Like you just respect it more. You know. Yeah. So have you have you pitched any of your movies to Netflix? Um, the thing about like I was like one of the biggest illusions about the industry in general is, is, is like this whole thing of exposure and, and getting paid. <laughs> 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 it's just the same thing in, in music. Like the, the, it's like, it's that business, you know, the music business, the film business, like I would love for it to not be a business and you can just make films all day long and just, but people look at this stuff is like a business so as a platform you know you 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 could get your film or whatever on a platform but not be getting paid nothing but it's on this platform you know so it's the, the illusion people look at it even now like people look at me like oh i know you own it you get it or whatever because it's doing this that, and the third but at the end of the day sometimes opportunity doesn't equal compensation or payment or whatever. And you can say, oh, it's a step to the next thing. But at some point in time, you'd be like, okay, I, I got to make some smart steps. <laughs> yeah, new steps got to be big stepping here, you know? <laughs> at some point in time, I'm not saying that's got to be with you, your mindset when you first start off, because I don't think that's true. But as you work, you have to make, like, you know, with my situation with the people, like, you have to make career decisions that you feel like are going to be the best for you because you have to, I feel like you have to be really strong about what you will and want to do because if you don't, people in this industry are taking advantage. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's just no end to what people would do to get over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it, it, it's shocking. None. No end at it, all. It, it, it's shocking <laughs> the mentality that some people have, you know, uh, as far as it's, it's just, it's, some of it is just unbelievable. And I'm not to say like it would, it, I wouldn't mind being on there, but like whatever the opportunity would be, it would have to make, just make sense. You know, I, yeah, mm -hmm. Netflix is a great platform and I would love to be on there, but I just want us to be able to get, you know, a, a, a decent deal, you know, not to say yeah. you gotta get yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, but you just want, you just want to be treated fair, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's one thing that, if you don't play by the rules, which I'm kind of like on the outskirts of the industry, you know, like I'm not really playing, you know, I'm not really the path to go. I'm not really, I'm kind of like trying to carve something completely different. It's not like yeah. you just getting in the, in the studio and you working your way up and you getting in bed with this person or that person for a favor or that. That's a completely different world, you know, yeah. but it comes with its own rules and regulations and it's got, it's got this whole, it's got a whole setup. You know, yeah. it's not just as simple as you just go here and you're going to do this. Like, they got a whole <laughs> culture, like, that's completely, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Completely different from you just being on your own, being independent. It's just like with music. It's the same thing. Like, it's it's a completely different world doing independent music than you being on a label and having to deal with politics and having to deal sure. with who moving up what and who doing what with who for what and 
the money, the amount of money somebody getting or not get. It's just, it's crazy. Like the industry is just crazy. So if you go into it thinking like, you know, people going to be as nice as you are, like you're going to be hurt quick because people is just, they just want what they want at the end of the day. And, and, and as a business, that's cool, you know, but I'm just that person where I, I try to treat people fair. The people I work with, the people that work with me, I just want whatever it is done to be fair, you know, which is yeah. not the industry. <laughs> that's <Definitely>. not, that's <laughs> not and, and, and it's not businesses in general, you know, it's just like not business. I mean, sad to say, but life is just not like that for the most part. So, right. you know, it's, it's a tough task, but I'm up for a challenge. <laughs> right. You know, for the most part, it's, it's, it's all about blazing your own trail. And then like a lot of people, they think about uh, they, they, they equivalent success to money. But a lot of times uh, success comes first, you know, yeah. and the money is just a byproduct of being yeah. successful. So and then, and yeah, you're exactly right. And then also just like um, just like managing, you know, whatever, whatever success you get on whatever level, it's just like managing money wise is managing what you have. And if you have to reinvest back in yourself or, or actually put up the money yourself for a film you're doing or a project that you're doing, um, it, it just, it, 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 it's frustrating to a degree because people, people look at it and think it's something that it's not, you yeah. know? And I know it's not because I see it. And then my job is to create something from nothing. <laughs> so I know, yeah, I know the reality of how stuff is, you know. So, yeah. but you know, it's part of it. It's part of the uh, allure that people have to get in the industry. You know, it's 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 a part of the it's a part of the process. You know. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, you keep doing your thing, man. You got a great backing and following, man. I see you got plenty of resources, man. So I wish you all the all the blessings, man, and all your endeavors. Give us a, yeah, man. Give us some words of encouragement for people trying to that young person with their little sparkle in the eye trying to get on in, in the field of what you do. Uh, give them a word of encouragement. I don't really like advice and that and that this is because like I can only go by my own personal experience and my experience probably definitely is not going to be the experience. But if there's any advice, I would just say, keep God first, stick to what you believe in. Don't let people persuade you to do stuff. If you do something, do it because you want to do it. Don't have people make you doubt yourself and your talents to have something work in their favor and you still end up losing. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like be strong about what you will and won't do. Um, because I was going to be another opportunity. It's not going to be the same opportunity, but it'll always be another opportunity for you to do something. You don't have to sacrifice what you believe in or your morals or whatever. Um, uh, don't be afraid to believe in yourself and trust in, you know, what you have, you know, don't talk to a lot of people about what you want to do. If you want to do it, just do it. Pray about it first. And if it's in God's will, just do it. <laughs> Unless they try to give you money or back you some type of way. Like, there's <laughs> it, it, no reason for you to try to, you know, doubt something that you really strongly believe in. Because chances are, people are not going to care. I mean, that's sad to say, but people don't care. That's just like, <laughs> yeah. Unless it directly affects them, like, they don't care what you're doing. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, do that for sure. 
invest. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself, you know, before you reach out to anybody else. Like, that's kind of funny when I be seeing people like complaining about people not supporting them. It's like, and but they not How even. How much are you putting in yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's like, you're yeah. not even like, you yeah. know, like, yeah. you got to be first. Like, yeah. and that really, honestly, that really determines a good idea or a bad idea. Like, <laughs> if you get to put five, 10, 15, 20,000, it is something you do, and like you gonna think twice. You gonna think a couple of uh, times about what you do, and opposed to just like out here, you know, just throwing something out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so definitely that, and um, yeah, just I say just keep God first. And I'm, I'm no spiritual person, so I'm always gonna you know be on that. And I say like, I'm perfect. I'm just like everybody else. I get fucking up and you know doing you know, but I say I keep God first and whatever I'm doing project wise. Um, Cause I know the type of stuff we do is like damn near impossible. So without him, like they don't gotta work. Like these movies don't gotta be done. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's a blessing, really. To the amount of it's almost like having a baby. Like the the amount of stuff that could go wrong. Like you got like everything working against you. Mm-hmm. You know, like every every the amount of things that have to line up for it to happen is is almost a miracle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like hitting the lottery, man. Almost. Oh, oh my God. Like, <laughs> seriously, like from concept to actually finishing the film, the amount of schedules that have to line up, um, yeah. people that have to be involved, people who dedicated, that's not going to drop out in the middle of your, your main character mm-hmm. drops out in the middle of your part. Like, then what do you do? <laughs> it's just like the amount of things that have Dealing to, with the attitudes and personalities, man. Oh, the egos. And like I say, in this industry, that, that is, that's what you're dealing with. Unless yeah. you get really sweet, like, talented people. Like, I've been blessed with some really great people to be a part of my, and a lot of that come from casting, you know, just having discernment. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. praying about like what you're doing, uh, Lord, please bring the right people in place to, to make this, you know, because bad attitude, you write bad attitudes and egos or somebody's spirit bad, that junk of, yeah, it'll spoil it'll, everything, man. It'll seep out and you turn around and this person is saying this is going on, and you like it's like alternate realities. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> You're right. Like, completely, like just it's, and I've I've seen that happen too. But you just, you just have to kind of like keep stay who you are. Don't let people influence you in a negative way. And eventually, they'll see if you're a good or a bad, you know, character wise. Eventually, it's gonna come out. You got to worry about that. Like if if somebody's not doing you right or whatever, money-wise or whatever, like, eventually you're going to find out. Like, you ain't got to mm-hmm. try to, you know, defamate somebody's character. You just, all you got to do is be patient and wait and see, you know, to see, like, if it's go, you know. But, unfortunately, like you said, you have to deal with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of negativity and, like, a lot of different people in the industry. You just have to just be, stay who you are. And eventually people will see, you know, if you, if you stay who you are and stay of good character and good cheer, <laughs> eventually... <laughs> People will see like, oh, you know, I, I guess I was wrong or whatever, you know. Yeah. Man, that's dope, man. Well, I appreciate you for stopping through, man, taking time out of your schedule, man. I know things are jam-packed for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. And I wish you all the, the blessings on everything you do, fam. You too. You as well, man. Shout out to your podcast and the opportunity here. Man, I just want to let you know in a world full of darkness, man, the spotlight is on you, fam. Thanks for watching Spotlight Series Podcast. I'm your host, Slick Sean.
You can follow on Facebook Spotlight Series Podcast on IG Spotlight.series1. You can stream the podcast at SpotlightSeries.net. Watch on Roku TV, Facebook Watch, IGTV, and stream on all podcast listening platforms. In a world full of darkness, the spotlight is on you.